All right, guys, welcome to episode 92 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy, Tyler. And I am Ever Castro. And this week, we talk about the Batman. Uh, we talk about The Walking Dead, Gran Turismo 7. Uh, we talk about uh, the opposite of a storybook ending and how J.J. Riddick lost on Senior Night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we we uh, touch on Calvin Ridley's apparent gambling problem. Um, Aaron Rodgers staying put and another uh, big-name QB changing scenery. And then... We come back on the end for some more of the Batman talk, you know, a little more uh, reckless with the spoilers. But first. start with uh some things we've been watching and of course the number one thing i believe we've both watched um recently is the batman right yeah mm-hmm. yep yep so we'll we'll stick uh we'll stick spoiler free on the in the beginning of this and we might talk about it on the end uh, a little bit with spoilers attached uh, yes. so for now um, yeah, we'll like, keep it spoiler free yeah just um, general thoughts what you, what you thought what you liked so i liked it a lot um I think, I think it was a little long. Mm-hmm. Uh, did not like it nearly as much as I did. Um, she thought it was okay. She was like, I'm not like mad I watched it, but I don't... She was like, I'd have no urge to see it again. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's weird. Um, but ultimately, I think it was really good. Um, I don't... It's tough, because I don't really have any like super in-depth thoughts, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um haven't thought about it a whole whole lot um i did like i mean some of the basic stuff i like i thought um pattinson did pretty well i don't think i had any problems with him as batman mm-hmm. um i did not even realize that the penguin was colin farrell <laughs> like, like i had no clue and then like the makeup on that is just impeccable i feel like mm-hmm. unless you knew i don't think there's any way to tell that that's him Right, yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. What What do you have? What are some thoughts you have about yeah. it? Yeah, I really liked it as well. I think, um, ooh, excuse me. I think I gave it like a, a four out of five, or maybe I think I think actually I think it was like a four and a half out of five. I think it's really well made. I think the the effort behind trying to make it into like a detective story is there. I think that's the hardest part is, um, you know, just to make sure that it's like a mystery that basically he unravels as you unravel along with him. And I think right. it's very, very hard to do. And I think they did a, an okay job. I think sometimes the two storylines are like the two things, even though they were connected, they felt sort of separate, like separate things. Um, but there's, there's like a primary like mob Batman connection. And then there's like a Riddler story. And oh, it feels right, like right, for right. a good chunk of the story about, you know, I would say like the second half or the second act, it becomes like uh, focused on underground seedy characters and the Riddler kind of takes a back seat until the third act and he comes back and you're like, oh yeah, that's right. He's kind of like behind the whole thing. Um, yeah. I thought uh, Paul Dano as Riddler was great. I think I would, I would like to have seen maybe 
I guess that's the point is that you don't really see much of him. You don't you really see him you know until the end. Right. Um, but I thought he was great in it. Pattinson was great. I would have liked more Andy Circus, but I guess you know it's kind of hard yeah. to uh, have more in him in it. Uh, Zoe Kravitz I thought was fucking awesome. She was really great. Um, who else? Uh, but yeah, I think I think and, and I think Curran Pattinson had like a nice sort of back and forth energy that I really really liked. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would love to to see you know the, the next movie. See where you know, hopefully they bring her back. Uh, I'm sure Colin Farrell will be back. Bring you know Pattinson, of course. Um, I thought the look was great. I thought, I think the reason that it probably took so long to make, because they've been talking about this one. Matt Reeves signed on back in, I think, like 2017 or 2018, 2016. Okay. And I think the reason that he it's just taking so long is because doing that city like that and having it look like that is just so fucking hard. Because for, like, Nolan's Gotham, it was just like, put the camera outside of Chicago, and that's just Gotham, right? They didn't change anything. The one thing I think they literally, the only thing they changed is that 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 monorail and the fucking Wayne Tower. And even then, that Wayne Tower, is, the building is there. They just put, like, Wayne on it. Right. But everything else is just, like, a city, right? There's nothing that you could say that that's Gotham, right? Right. And so I think that, and even the, the, the Zack Snyder one, it just made it, like, I mean, like, a little crappy, but it was pretty much just a city. And I think this is the first time probably since... Those Schumacher '90s Batman's or the Tim Burton ones from the early '90s, where Gotham actually looks like a different city. It looks like just like a completely different place than any other city. Like you know, because you you see like sometimes you look at a skyline, where you see like a city like that's New York, or that's right. L.A. And then this one was one where I was like, damn, like that's like just like a brand new city. Outside of I think like one shot on a bridge where I was like, oh, they're back in Chicago. Everything seemed new, um, especially early on when it's like Halloween stuff that looked awesome it looked fantastic um but yeah and and the action is solid i i think there's a fantastic car chase scene that i i I love that i I thought was filmed in a very distinct way it's it was filmed i tweeted out that it was filmed like the opening of drive where it's Mm -hmm. like um everything well well in drive everything's inside the car but it's like it's very like tight it's like everything outside of the car outside of like i think one or two shots is all basically the camera is like mounted on the car itself Right. And you pretty much have to, like, which I think is even harder because then what you have to do is make sure that, you know, you, it connects and makes sense because the, the shots are a little bit more constricted than usual. Right. That one and then the one at the end of the girl with the dragon tattoo um, has a similar one. But I think, yeah, the action, I think, was, was pretty good. I could see what Batman was doing on, like, <laughs> some other Batman movies right. uh, without naming names. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. Like I said, Pattinson was great. Kravitz was awesome. I'm excited for you know for her to come back. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and I think you're right. I think <clears throat> I will say I, I I didn't feel it be long, but I could definitely like when it ended. I was like, that was definitely two hours and forty five. But I wasn't like, wow, holy shit, that was so long. Yeah. No. Yeah. And to the end, I didn't walk away thinking like like I. I in no point in time was I like checking my watch. Like which exactly, yeah. There are there yeah, are good yeah. movies that I like where I still have that moment, right? Where I'm like, fuck, man, that's been a hot minute because it'll just sometimes it'll feel bloated, and this doesn't necessarily feel bloated, but I do think they like. You know what? It's hard to say. like. I think there's got to be some parts where they could have trimmed it a little bit. Like, um, I don't know. I mean, I have one answer, and and. It's hard for me to say, because I, th- I think I just, like, 
I'm not willing to say like this should be trimmed because I don't know enough. Like it could be worse, but I feel like the the resolution of everything like drug mm-hmm. on kind of long. Like after every like the act of the dust settling, like I feel mm-hmm. like was happening for a very long time, mm-hmm. and it was like I like I we get it. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. the scene of him, you know, going through where he's going and he's holding you know the thing. You know right? Like he's he's shining the way and um like i just was like this is taking a hot minute like i'm not sure like and then uh and you know there's another scene that i didn't even really care for at all um mm-hmm. but like i, I you could have trimmed those up along the way and i'm sure there's a couple things you know in the middle where it's like we could have trimmed up saved a little time and you know and it had been a little more tight and i think could have worked a little better yeah um yeah. the one thing i will say actually like this is possibly just a stupid like thing that I'm doing, but I feel like this is blatantly the best Batmobile because, like, it's they didn't they didn't go with like the animated show Batmobile like the, you know what I'm talking about like the long sleek like sports car yeah, or, like, like the, um... convertible fucking you know what I mean like they they didn't go with that right but they also right. didn't go. Christian Bale Batman of like tank. It's a tank. <laughs> like, yeah. So the, like this one, I mean, it, it's just like a plated muscle car, and maybe it also I could just feel that way because that scene on the on the bridge that we talked about is such a great scene. But right. like, would that scene work the same if it was like a tank? You know what I mean? Like it probably right, right. not. So like I, I do think I don't know. I'm very happy with all of it. You know what I mean? That was. Uh, that was one thing I did step away from being like, that's like my favorite the Batmobile's ever been, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of other stuff that I really, really liked. I liked, um, Jeffrey Wright's, uh, well, he's not commissioner, but Lieutenant Gordon. I thought he was great. I thought yeah. their connection was great. And I kept seeing tweets about stuff that I noticed where he just kept calling him man. He was like, come on, man. He was like, get, get out of here, man. What are you doing, man? Um, I thought <laughs> I that was awesome. That, um... And I thought he was great. And like, and what I liked is that, you know, they don't, um, <clears throat> they don't try to like, how can I say? It, it's weird because it's a very, people before they're like, it's a greedy, realistic one. But I don't think it's, it's, I, I think it's more fantastical than fucking Nolan's. I think Nolan's is the one that's very like, matter of factly. I think this one is, you know, somebody said something like, you know, which of the two Batmans could I see fighting Killer Croc? And they were, like, definitely Pattinson's, right? Like, because um, I like that they didn't try to sort of, how can I say? They weren't ashamed of being, like, a Batman thing, right? Like, if you remember from, like, X-Men from, like, 20, what is it, 22 years ago now. You know, in the, during the climax, Wolverine opens a suitcase that has, like, his X-Men suit. Right. And he opens it up and it's gray or and it's, like, black or some shit. And then he goes, huh. And then Cyclops goes, what did you expect? Yellow spandex or something like that, right? Right. He's like, oh, get it? Oh, sorry, what do you wear? <laughs> right? But I like that this one doesn't do that. Like, he goes, you know, the Riddler. Like, they don't go, well, what should we call this guy? He does riddles. How about Riddler, right? But nobody calls him that. He literally goes, hey, everybody, riddler speaking right or they go oh the iceberg lounge doesn't the penguin hang out there right right like nobody goes oswald cobblepot and then nobody calls him the penguin but you know you know it's the penguin because that's his name right like they're not uh, i don't know i I thought that i like that right that he did this is batman 
This is the Penguin. This is Riddler. I think they're, they're never called Catwoman, Catwoman, but I don't think they ever needed to. But I think I'm sure they would have. Like they would have been like, oh, that's Catwoman, right? Right. So I, I like that. I like that, even though everybody bitched and moaned about it being super realistic and super fantastical. I think it's still very pulpy, very comic booky, and very like um, definitely not of this world, right? It's it's definitely not like. Right, like I don't think it tries to be a realistic Gotham, right? Because you know, it's weird because like I, hmm, I think I naturally would lean more towards like, what's the word I'm looking? I'm trying to think of how to explain. It. Like, man, it's so weird because I, I like have what I'm trying to say, and I, I think I don't know how to say it like correctly. I think. <clears throat> Because I do think it's it's more. I, I'm going to use the term grounded. I do think, despite like all of its like, this is the Riddler and it's the Batman and blah blah blah, right? Like, mm-hmm. I do think it is still more grounded in terms of like. The craziest thing that happens in this movie, is like. The scene on the bridge. It's like the most over the top thing. Like, Nolan's Batman is out here like. Driving tanks through buildings and, like, do you get what I'm saying? Like, it's not necessarily, I don't think Nolans are necessarily more fantastical, but I still feel like they're less grounded. Like, I mean, Bane breaks Batman's back and he just climbs out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. That's insane. <laughs> like, there's, the tank itself is insane. Um, mm-hmm. There's so, like... Everything with the Joker. Like, it's all, like, grander. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, mm-hmm. to me, it feels less grounded because, like, it's less... In my head, it is less likely to happen than what happens in the Robert Pattinson Batman. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, like the whole stadium implodes. You know what I mean? Like, none of that level of shit is happening in this one. Right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, the closest thing we get is... Uh, well, never mind. But, like, mm. that... Do you get what I'm trying to say? Like, I don't feel mm. like I can purvey what I'm trying to say very well. But, like, while I think this one's not trying to be as gritty and dark as Nolan's, I still think this one is more grounded. Like, he is doing... To ta- like, he's tailing someone. You know what I mean? And then he's, like, walking in to get information. And then he's, like, trying to do this. Whereas, like, the other Batman's, like... I'm trying to infiltrate the Brotherhood of Assassins, Ra's al Ghul. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's just... The, the, it's... Like I said, I just feel like this one's more grounded, but it's not necessarily darker and grittier to me. Mm-hmm. That's how I, I think I would describe it. Mm, okay. Yeah. Does yeah, that make I, sense, I though? Like, yeah, you, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't have Heinz Wart fucking running away from a stadium exploding. Right, right. <laughs> but I think it just comes with, like, you know... <clears throat> I'm going to say, like... Nolan trying to one up himself after two movies. I'm sure we'll get something similar by the third one of this one. Yeah, maybe. Because, um, like I say, even the second one with the Joker. I mean, it, there's, it's not quite as much stuff, but I mean, it's still like the. I don't know. There's like the whole like giant explosions, whole hospital. You know what I mean? Like, it, there's definitely some. I think some crazier stuff going on. Like the, the whole scene with the Joker at the very beginning of the second movie is, is like. While it is not, like, super crazy unrealistic, it is much more... 
it's it's to me it feels less grounded like it's all like it feels like magic while it's happening you know what i mean mm-hmm. like that like oh this guy's backstabbed this guy got backstabbed and then of course the guy you know what i mean like all these yeah, things yeah. kind of go right and it just works out perfectly so it like feels like magic whereas this doesn't evoke any of that same feeling because i don't think it's trying to but as you said that could just be you know as they naturally progress and you know people don't want to see the same thing over and over again they, they Things get bigger and grander and whatever. So yeah, I yeah I'd be interested that. to see if he wants to branch out to something a little bit more different for the sequel, or if he wants to maintain the same tone, right? Because things, right. you know, tones can change. Like you know, fucking Iron. If you place Iron Man one, if you watch Iron Man one and then you watch Infinity War back to back, you go, whoa, like that's very very different. Right, it's the same character. Or if you watch, you know, The Fast and the Furious and then you watch F seven. The Furious 7, you're like, whoa, is this the same thing? <laughs> right, yeah. So, I'd be interested to see if he's, like, you know, pretty straight, or if he maintains that same sort of t- tone, or if he tries to branch out a little bit. Because even between, you know, Batman Begins and The Dark Knight, Nolan took a different approach. You know, if you watch the, ba- uh, you know, Batman Begins, <clears throat> he does try to do, like, a, a very specific Gotham. Like, everything outside of Gotham is, like, especially when he goes to Arkham and the Narrows and stuff, it's like a set, like it's very dingy, steamy, whatever, right? Yeah. Um, it's all indoors. But then if you watch The Dark Knight right after, you realize, oh, he just gave all that up. He's like, we're just shooting outside, we're shooting in, in fucking Chicago. Like, I don't give a shit about it having to look like the Gotham I wanted in the last movie. Right. So, I'd be interested to see if um, Matt Reeves tries to do the same for the sequel. Because, like I said, it's very, 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 very hard. Because if Nolan wants to do... A shot where Jim Gordon is running into an office building. He just takes a camera and he goes, we're going to do that building. And he shoots it, him running in. And be like, that's the commissioner's office. But if he wants to do that in Rock Gotham, he has to set up everything in the background. Has to change all the shit on the street. Has to make it dirty. And then that takes like an extra like three or four days of planning. So it'd be interesting to see if he's like, you know, makes an effort and like goes, fuck, here we go again. Because you pretty much have to plan every single shot. Whereas, you know, Nolan can be like, what looks pretty? Uh, that corner. Let's drive a Lamborghini with it, right? Or he goes, right. uh, where, where, you know, where can Batman stand? That building? Let's just put him up there and, you know, worry about the rest later. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, but yeah. That'll, that'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, but they the, haven't, um, I was going to say, they haven't officially green, greenlit a sequel. So, but I'm sure that's coming. I think that there's plenty of goodwill. And the reviews are, I would say, are on par with Dune. And it's making more money than Dune. It's already made more money than Dune domestically. Oh, okay. And that's getting a sequel. So, um, yeah, I think it's just a matter of time to see, you know, if it gets, if a sequel gets, uh, gets greenlit. Yeah. So you said four out of five. I, I walked out thinking eight, eight and a half out of ten. So about mm-hmm. the same, right? Yeah. Four, four out of five. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely something to go watch. Like, I, I would definitely, I, I don't think it's, I'm not walking away like, oh, you gotta go see it. But if it seems interesting at all to you, I'd definitely say go see it. Like, mm-hmm. unless you really just do not care about anything Batman related, I would say go see it. Um, so that's uh, the Batman, and we'll we'll mm-hmm. talk a little more about it uh, at the end here. But uh, yeah. the I want to touch on two like kind of brief things here. Huh? Yeah. All right. So my wife has started <clears throat> watching The Walking Dead again. Um, she never finished it. I can't remember when she stopped watching. Um, but she's watched, started it over and watching it. And I gotta say that I can't believe 
that everyone just overlooked how bad the acting is in the first season. It yeah. is. Oh, you started from the start. She started it from the start. Yeah, she started oh. season one. Mm-hmm. And man, that thing was awful. Like, the... I was like, what? I don't remember it being like this. Like, And you know what's funny is the worst offender to me is Daryl, uh, fucking Norman Reedus. There yeah. are so many scenes where I'm like, what are you doing? Like, it, he's just like, get away from me. Like, it, it's just like, like, it's hilariously overacted. Like, mm-hmm. at one point, he's hurt. Like, you know, because they're all just perennial, perennially hurt because, you know, it's the fucking zombie apocalypse. It's not like anybody has time to sit and get better. He's, like, just hurt. And he gets mad at this woman, and he tries to throw a saddle. And he, like, throws it, and he's like, ugh! And, like, falls down and, like, grabs one side. And he's like, leave me alone! And, like, swings his arm and then walks out. It's horrible. That I, I was like, yo, this is the worst shit I've ever seen. And that's an exaggeration. But, like, it's funny that, like, it was so big at the time that it didn't matter. Right? Like, like I don't remember ever thinking, like, wow, the acting in this is not great. But, like, I watched it now, and I was like, this is pretty rough. And like I said, it's certainly gotten better. Like, she's, you know, maybe three seasons in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've noticed, like, everyone's, I think, settled down a little bit. And, um, you know, the acting's better. The one thing I will say that I... I is that I think the... Uh, what's the fucking guy's name that plays uh, the Punisher? Uh, John Barenthal. I think he's great in this show. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. He gives always rubbing off. his head. What? He's always like rubbing. Doesn't he have like a yeah, shaved head? He's yeah, always he, like rubbing he, well, his head. Uh, there's a turn right where he goes from being like normal guy in a bad situation to psychopath, and that's when he shaves his head. But like he like anytime he like gets mad, he like starts rubbing his head kinda and like squeezing it. But like at a certain point, like when he's you know becomes a psychopath, basically, like he does this weird like kind of like. As he's talking, it's, like, herky-jerky movements. It's not, like... I don't mean, like, he's just, like, throwing an arm out there. But, like, when he turns to look at someone, instead of just turning at an even speed, he, like, bobs his head down, then back up, and then, like, kind of, like, turns kind of all of a sudden to, like, catch someone's attention. And you, like... I get the feeling, like, yo, this dude's off his rocker. Like, even when he's not saying or doing shit that is off his rocker. You know what I mean? Like, you can... Mm-hmm. It's just, like, the mannerisms. I'm like, yo, this dude's acting his ass off. Um, so, so props to him. Uh, I, I, again, I think, you know, at the time when this started, we were in high school, right? So, like, I probably wasn't that, paying that much attention. But, like, mm-hmm. he, he was definitely, like, one of the bright spots, in my opinion, as far as, like, acting in that show. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. And, and, and <coughs> I, like, um, I'm trying to remember, like, my thoughts about season one, because it, it's been... 10 years, more than 10 years since I watched season one. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, that, that first season, like, I loved it. Like, I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. And then I just, like, you can literally just see, like, a downward slide of my interest, like, over the course of three or four years after I watched it. I actually made it all the I way could, to, like... I can tell you the exact moment I stopped. It's the, like, because to me, it had started getting a little ridiculous, right? But I remember yeah. the exact moment I was, like, too far. All right, so House was of it Cards. The, House of Cards prison? had one of those for me. Where, when he shoved her, spoiler, when he shoved her physically himself in front of a train, I was like, I can't. Oh, can't. yeah. Like, what What are we doing? Like, you're telling me the fucking vice is out here, like, murdering people 
himself, himself with his yeah. hands like like, not even basketball players do that. They usually right. have their fall guy. Right. The only person I know that did that is Aaron Hernandez. But um, <laughs> but also, it's just the way he does it is so corny. He's, like, around the corner at a subway station. He's like, hey, hey, come talk like, to psst, me. Psst, psst, yeah, it, it, it shoves her. Like, he does, like, even does, like, the, he, I'm pretty sure he does, like, the curling finger, like, psst, psst. Yeah, exactly. Also, you just happen to time it perfectly when the fucking train was coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, no. Nah, that was ridiculous. So, that was the point where I was like, Step too far. I, I can't. So the step too far for me was, and maybe it's not. Ultimately, in the grand scheme of things, maybe it's not as like ridiculous as it seems. But when the, that motherfucker rolled into the prison with a tank, I was like, "Stop it! Get out of here!" Like, like everything that happens in the prison, like I'm starting to be like, All right, "Okay, uh, like you're wearing me thin." That dude drives a tank in, and I was like, what are we doing? Like, this is supposed to be a movie about zombies. We got motherfuckers out here rolling tanks in, like, the fucking military. Like, he commandeered a just fucking spare tank that was fully operational with fuel. And, like, I was like, what are we doing? Like, why would anybody have any problem surviving if we're just rolling around in tanks? Like, like with mindless zombies. Get out of here. That was the moment where I was like, can't can't do it anymore <laughs> no oh. i i was a little bit after that because i remember i think i I remember i watched that when i was in college so i think i did but i, I remember when I, I quit when they killed glenn and all those people oh yeah the, negan or whatever shut up. yeah because then now he's like the lead to fucking like now they're getting a spinoff the, i think like the third or fourth spinoff now him and maggie are having a spinoff where they go to new york and like it's like infested and so i'm like wait is this like a justice for Han shit? Like I would be pissed. Like you know, is this how people who have who want justice for Han felt when they brought in Statham and they gave him his own movie? Because I'd be like, that dude killed Han, right? And they'd be like, that dude killed fucking Abraham and Glenn, like fucking. Like, and now they're just in a show together, out. fucking buddy cops. Yeah, show. <laughs> Maggie, that's your husband. Yeah, that's your, I know. your husband. Like, no, that's, what? That's... I'm, That's amazing. I, I don't care, but like, I, still, yeah, but, uh, yeah, exactly. I don't personally care, but on the face of it, that seems utterly ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Do we think it is more or less ridiculous than that guy being named T Dog? Because oh, every time they're like, uh, they're, they're like Rick. You and T Dog. I'm like, why? Why are we still calling him T Dog? <laughs> like, it's like a whole, yeah. I mean, dude, like, I forgot the whole group. Like, it's basically like a whole different group of people. Oh yeah, for sure. But it's just like, I, just it's hilarious to me. It's like, uh, Rick, you're with Andrea. Uh, Shane, you and T Dog. I'm like, well, come on. Everybody Andrea. else here is on a regular first name basis, and for some reason, we got to call the only black guy in the group T Dog. Stop it. <laughs> I forgot about Andrea and all those people. There was like there's it, there reminds me of a of a bit I forget who, who which comedian said it, I think it was Louis C.K. but maybe it was somebody else. Well, he talks about it, he was like you know now it takes you so fast to get from one side of the country to the other. He's like that trip used to take thirty years. He's like you would leave with a group of people, and then by the time you got there, it'd be a whole different group of people who got there. He's like they would you know you'd get shot in the neck and you just be like, ah, and they would just like you die right there and they just put your your hat on like a stick. <laughs> It'd be like, it'd be the whole, you know, you got there and it's just like a whole different generation of people. And that's how I felt about The Walking Dead. Now if I watch The Walking Dead, like, everybody's dead. Rick is gone. Carl, I think, got killed. I think literally the only people that are left are, um, Daryl, because the paychecks are nice. Yeah, Daryl fucking, uh, 
I don't know, but it's Michelle Maggie? in it. I feel like maybe. I don't know. She quit. She was like, Marvel oh. Money. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> She'll get this whack-ass paycheck out of my face. Um, yeah, I forgot. Um, yeah, I was surprised. I, again, I don't know. I wasn't following it close enough to know like whether it's people quitting for the sake of you know, their own reasons or if it's, you know, outside reasons like money or scheduling conflicts or whatever. But I remember being, like, very surprised, like, very surprised that Rick was, like, just all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, but, like, he was just, they, they let him go earlier than I thought. And I know it was later than it was in the graphic novels, but, like, once they made the decision he was going to be around, I was like, it seems weird to just not have him there anymore considering he's, like, the centerpiece. Um... But, but yeah, The Walking Dead. Uh, I mainly came here to just say the acting in the first season is horrendous. And if you ever get a chance to go watch it again, mm-hmm. like you you should just for the sake of that. Like, I mean, don't go watch a whole season for it. But like, you'll definitely see some spots where you're like, this is not great. <laughs> and and mm-hmm. I was blind to it when I first watched. Um, so that's that. Uh, and the other thing I wanted to just talk about super briefly was Gran Turismo Seven uh, came mm-hmm. out. Been playing it. Had a great. It, it's been really fun. Um, I may or may not have used some some birthday funds uh, along with some extra disposable income to to buy a steering wheel and pedals. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be out here getting it. Um, does it feel legit? Like, does it feel nice, or is it like, um, like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, does it feel heavy? Like, does it feel like sturdy, or is it kind of like a little like cheap? feeling the the steering wheel yeah uh it's it's a really nice one i mean it it's considered like so it's a logitech g29 if you do any sort of research on steering wheels because you decide you want one everyone will basically tell you go with that one and it's mm-hmm. because it is on the cheaper side of the actually good steering wheels it is like the cheapest but it also isn't like um it doesn't really sacrifice anything there's some other ones that are maybe like slightly cheaper but, like, ultimately, the bang for the buck on this one is way better than everything else. Um, it was $200. Um, but it has, uh, I mean, it has, like, a motor that has, like, feedback. So, like, you go off the road, it's going to yank your wheel to the side like, you know, an actual car would. Um, and it's got, it's got like, three pedals, a clutch of braking gas. It's got paddle shifters. And it's got, you know... All the full functionality of a PlayStation controller. Obviously, it's got all the buttons and stuff like that. So, um, I it just I got the steering wheel yesterday. Got the uh, little stand that it has to go on. Um, I got that today, and I haven't put it together, so I haven't actually used it. I've just kind of felt it, and um, but I haven't actually used it in game. So, uh, I'll let you know how that goes. But as of right now, it's still brand new. I'm looking at it right now. It's beautiful. Uh, nice, nice. So yeah, I'm excited for that for sure. Um, but yeah, that's all I had for, uh, you know, things we've been watching or playing, uh, recently. Cool. Um, I do see one other thing that you watched, which is that you watched a man get embarrassed in his own, in his own home floor. (laughs) Fucking beautiful. Yes. So this past Saturday, Coach K had his final home game at Cameron Indoor Stadium and everybody was there, right? You Mm -hmm. had, uh, (coughs) sorry, excuse me, Ken Jong and... All of his former players, and Jerry Seinfeld, and Adam Silver, who I didn't realize was a grad student. That's why he was there. Or he, oh. was, uh, he graduated there. 
I yeah. didn't know that either. So, yeah, yeah. And in the crowd, I saw a picture today. Was uh, fucking uh, Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, was there too. He just had a mask on the whole time. That's why ESPN never caught him. Oh, okay. But so, yeah. So literally, like, one of the Everybody. richest men in the world was there. And, you know, the, the most expensive ticket. And it's like, you know what? They're going to sweep. They're going to win. They're the number four team in the country. They're just going to beat Carolina. And fucking we went in there and beat his ass. <laughs> we fucked him up. We fucking ruined it. He was yelling at his kids, at, at the students afterward, afterwards to be quiet. And then everybody was like, even Jay Williams was calling for a timeout because he couldn't see what he was, he couldn't believe what he was happening. And we went in there and we fucking beat the shit out of them. It was beautiful. It was gorgeous. That is pretty amazing. You guys it, are unranked too. Oh, it's... oh, unranked. Oh, yes, unranked. Like, like literally all week is like his final game. It's like, well, are they just like not playing anybody? Because they didn't even mention us. Like nobody even gives a shot. And like you know, ESPN. If you go, to, if you use the ESPN app, if you preview a game, there's like a little wheel mm-hmm. of like a hundred percent that tells you like the probability that they're gonna win. And Dukes was like eighty eight percent probability to win or some we'll shit. We'll get shit on. <laughs> it was amazing. And so, you know, just so we were watching the game at a bar in Chapel Hill, and somebody was like, "Do you think they have a chance?" I was like, "Honestly, I do." Th- think they have a chance they just have to play like the perfect game like there's mm-hmm. no they can't play shittily like nobody can get into foul trouble like they have to play like the perfect game for them to have a chance and so the game starts and they kind of go up i think uh well did you get a chance to watch it at all or did you see highlights i, I haven't i haven't i've just seen okay. on twitter some people talking about it and some players that played well and whatnot but oh, okay yeah, yeah, yeah so they they were up um like not big early on, but they were up. I think like twelve to twelve to five or something like that. Twelve to six, mm-hmm. right? Like a hot start, like shooting four out of six. And I go, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of sitting there in a chair, like looking around at my friends. I was like, okay, all right, all right. And then of course Duke comes back. They go on a run, and they go up. I think by like seven, seven or eight. And I was like, oh shit, here we go. Right. And I'm like, I just literally have my hand, my face, my hands. I'm like. Oh. And then I'm like, you know, I always do this. Every time they go up, I'm like, you know, make it this by this. So I'm right, like, right. if they can make it like three or four by like the two minute mark, we'll be fine. And so they literally, they, they were down by five with like 30 seconds to go. We have the ball. And then our point guard makes a three, makes it a two point game at the half. I think it's like 38 to 36. And I'm literally like, hmm? Okay. <laughs> That's okay. the shit I needed. All right. I'm like, you know, I'm doing like the Leo face when he's telling them how to do the calls and he does like the back and forth hand like, mm, yeah, mm, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Okay. Um, and then the second half starts, and it's kind of like pretty close, two or three points either way. And then, like, around the eight minute mark, it just flips. I think we ended up outscoring them like 40 to 20 in the last eight minutes and shot like 70% or something like that. Like, every time Ooh. they went down, fucking got like a, a pick and roll, and then they just like were doing like an outlet pass. Or not an outlet pass, they would do like a, a pass to the corner, and the, the big white guy, power forward, would hit a three. And then with, like, two minutes to go, they're up by eight. And I'm like, I've been here before. I've been in <laughs> games where Carolina's been up by ten, and they fucking shit it away. And so I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God. And then, but then Duke has the ball, and they run it down to, like, a minute and a half. And then they don't score. And I was like, oh, it's happening. It's happening. And I'm just, like, looking around, like, oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And they kept cutting. And at that point, they're cutting to the crowd. And, like, students are crying, like, profusely, <laughs> just as, like, Elmo and fucking Cookie Monster. And there's just like a tears running down, and they cut to Coach K, and he's got his hand in his hand, like, mm, like, and like, if dead silent, and then the game ends, and they fucking, and like, oh, everybody goes fucking apeshit, dude. It was amazing. It, I, it was awesome. And then of course, 
you know, his last game, and they win. And somebody was, uh, they I listened to a podcast with JJ Redick, and he was talking about how he's like, you know, this is gonna be, this is gonna stink because Carolina fans are gonna bring this up forever. Because he was saying he was like they still to this day bring up the fact that they won on his senior night, and they do like, they bring it up all the time. There was like. <laughs> They, we bring like whenever people like are on the comments like it's like this week the Carolina Duke game what's your favorite memory? Literally like the top comment is either like a Marvin Williams shot from like the mid two thousands, but like top three is always like that Danny Green dunk yeah I was about to say Danny Green's dunk right Danny Green's <laughs> dunk and then ruining JJ Reddick's senior night when Tyler Hansborough I think was a freshman, and so this is gonna be up there right so I just love that you're like. He says they keep picking up a CD night, and they do. They do, do. <laughs> yeah. Like you leaned into it, like, and we do. We <laughs> we did beat him on a senior night. Fuck JJ. <laughs> and when he brought that up, I was like, dude, you you're in there, dude. You know, you see the comments, you see the tweets. It was so good. And I listened to this podcast where this guy, he's a Wisconsin fan, and so he hates Duke. Well, he hates Duke because they're good, but he hates Duke because of Coach K and like he's an asshole. And we talked about before about him. You know his the the time he was out for a back injury, yeah. And that coach came in, and he didn't take the losses. And yeah. he was later like, he was like, "Man, I felt really bad that the guy had to take my losses." Thank you, everybody. All right, yeah. thanks. But he didn't go. He has the power to go. Hey, give me the losses, but he doesn't. And so he hates Wisconsin. No, he's Wisconsin great, but he hates Duke because you know they played in the championship uh, back in 2015, and Duke won. And so he was just, I dude, I, I, he was talking about like a podcast. I listened to a podcast. I had the biggest grin on my face because he's like, yeah, fucking Coach K. This is going to stick with him forever. This is going to be his legacy is him losing this way. And it was too fucking funny, dude. It was too good. God, that is amazing. <laughs> I don't know why it makes it so much better that another person who saw the shit out of the stick is like, man, it really sucks for Coach K. Because. <laughs> Because I still get shit on all the time, so I know he's definitely going to get shit on Oh, dude, absolutely. Like, and it is ultimate, like, trick card. Like, people were, like, I'm the, like, I would see Duke fans tweet about, like, yeah, this man lives rent-free in your head. And people would just quote-tweet the score. Like, that's it. Like, that's oh, it. Like, no. like, what do you got to say? Like, trump card, boom, you know? Right. It's like that, uh, have you seen that Yu-Gi-Oh meme where it's like he, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh holds up, Kaiba holds up like a card. He's like, what about this? And then Yu-Gi-Oh holds up another card and Kaiba's like, ah, yeah. it's like that. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, Duke lives rent free in your head. And like, uh, look at that. Boom. Spoiled <laughs> Coach K's last game. <laughs> <laughs> Coach K's last game in the stadium. He fucking lost. Oh, man. You know, because here's the thing, too. What's, I think what is extra funny about that is it would have been like, storybook if he'd have won that game right you know what i mean like of like your last game ever in your stadium is against like the your number one rival which is like probably the number one rivalry in the country you know like and then you go out on top of one of those that's like like i said it's like storybook right you know what i mean like you couldn't come up with a better ending and then instead he just squandered it like also also it's that game is like as safe as that game could have ever been in in turn like do you get what i'm saying like how many other years are there where like duke would have been this much of a favorite going into that kind of game there's not many so like what i'm saying is that like this was the safest that this storybook ever could have been right you still failed it like they're unranked right right like like and that Duke just makes and that literally... just makes the fuck up worse, right? 
Yeah, like Duke is literally the number four team in the country. They won the ACC outright. They haven't done that in 2010 and since 2010. They are probably the best team they had since that 2015 national championship team. Carolina's team, while not great, is good, but it's not 2016, 2017, or 2019. Like, there have been better Carolina teams. So, it was just teed up, like, on a platter to just be like, oh, whatever. And also, because he was all like, you know, we're going to have a ceremony before. Like, they didn't honor their seniors or grad students. Like, they didn't give them the speeches. Yeah. They were all, it was all about Coach K, and it was this going away. And he's like, I'm not, you know, this is not about me. This is about Duke basketball. But he's like, he just wants everybody to be like at his feet. Like, thank you, Coach K. Thank you. Yeah, because I, I didn't realize that was like, I'm, I mean, I guess it should have. But that should have been senior night. And they had a senior. And like, they yeah. just didn't mm-hmm. do anything yeah. for him. <laughs> what a fucking dickhead. Rob got you. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That's amazing. Um, but yeah. I don't really like Coach K either, so I was pretty happy with it. Um, but yeah, any, anything else about that game you want to touch on? Um, no, no, just a great time. And it's like I said, great we're going to, you know, it was too sweet and station your place in history awesome. on, on someone oh, yeah. else's history. <laughs> yeah. Cause now even if Carolina like doesn't make it far in the tournament, like they if they lose in the second round or they make it to the sweet 16, but that's it. It's like, well, you know, we'll always have that time. You know, that <laughs> right. Game, right. That's all the thing where someone was like. This is uh, as close to a national championship game as a regular season game could be. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's dope. Um, uh, there's some NFL news, uh, which is yes. that uh, Calvin Ridley is, is a psychopath, I guess. Like, why would you ever bet? It, it was like an 18 parlay. Like, okay. And then you bet on the Falcons to win. Like, over everything else, what are you doing? <laughs> And then just like, man, why are you even betting on it? Mm-hmm. Like at like, one point he said, like, oh, I wasn't, I couldn't even watch football at that time. And it's like, what the fuck were you betting on it for then? <laughs> and somebody was like, why don't you just do it? Why don't you get your cousin to do it like everybody else, like all the other players do? Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, Calvin Ridley. Yep, he's gone full uncut gems. Like I put on here, he uh, so he suspended for all of twenty twenty two season. I think they said he can appeal it, but those tweets were not helping his case. Um, so like, it was only fifteen hundred dollars. I don't have a problem. It's like just yeah. be apologetic, dog. <laughs> yeah, or just don't say anything and just appeal it. Like literally, I think everybody who beat it, their wife appeals it and they get like two games off. Like, right. You could have appealed it and gotten like half of it off and been like, sorry, you know, blah, 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 blah. like some sort of CPA bullshit that gets people off. But, uh, but yeah, Calvin Ridley's gone, and, and, it, it, and it's, like, the most Atlanta thing, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, like I said, I'm sure there are other p- football game players who go, hey, man, look, I'm going to wire you. Here's $1,000 cash. You know, go back to where your state from and put $1,000 on, like, this three-team parlay to win and then just give me my money next time I see you, right? Right. Like a normal person does. Like, be a cheater the normal way. Why would you do it on your own phone? <laughs> right. Man, what are you doing? Go to the MGM, go to Vegas, put on a baseball cap and some sunglasses. Like, don't, like, why would you do that, like, with your thing, like, with your phone? But, um, yeah. He should just, just Tom Brady did. He just went and smashed it with it. <laughs> yeah, he should just kind of smash his phone. Like, dude, we have it. We, you smash your phone for nothing. It's like, uh, what was it, the Always Sunny? Oh, you, I don't think you said you watch Always Sunny, but they're like... You sign this contract, sir, and Matt goes, oh, can, can I see it? Oh, and he, and he grabs he, it and he, like, eats, eats it. it. Yeah, and then he's like, sir... We have like a thousand copies of it. 
And he's just like, oh, oh, oh God. <laughs> so, yeah, I just, that, that one is such an, like, it, it's an unforced error, right? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, mm-hmm. why? It, there were so many ways to not have this problem, and you decided to have it anyways. Why have you done this? Yeah, it's just dumb. Just so dumb. But, uh, but yeah, but in other news, we had some quarterbacks stay and some quarterbacks get moved. Mm-hmm. So in quarterback staying, Aaron Rodgers stayed, and he's going to sign a big contract. That was very surprising <laughs> to me. I mean, like, everyone seemed that like... he stayed? Yeah, everyone seemed like they were talking like he was out. He was like, fuck this place. I'm never coming back. Yeah. Um, and uh, ultimately, I mean, he stayed in Green Bay. I was just very surprised. Um, yeah. Apparently, he said that the... So the figure that came out when, he, when it came out that he was staying... Was four years, two hundred million dollars, a hundred and fifty million of that guaranteed, which is kind of crazy because I remember back in like twenty fourteen or twenty twelve or something when his contract was up. I remember saying like, "Oh man, he's gonna sign like a big like six year, two hundred million dollar contract," and then I think they did like a two year thing, and it, it never came out like a big one like this. But then he came out and tweeted out that this figure was wrong. Mm-hmm. But I think he just likes to be like, "You guys did get it right. It's not two hundred. It's." 201. Right, exactly, yeah. For sure. He's definitely that kind of Yeah, guy. ever since the, the COVID thing, he yeah. just likes to be like, you know, he wants to be like, oh, you guys are out to get me. You guys are going to cancel me. <laughs> right, yeah. No. Man, I used to like Aaron Rodgers. This is crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My man lost so much goodwill so quickly. Um, but yeah, so that's Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, not that... I mean, like, big news, but not much to say about it because yeah, they stayed where he's at. But the mm-hmm. big one, of course, yes. that Russell Wilson went to the Denver Broncos. That one was crazy. So, <laughs> I, And the thing is that it wasn't like, um, <clears throat> you know, like other times you hear, like, some rumblings. They're like, right. a package ready, right? And this one, I was literally at home working, and then I got, the, like, the ESPN, like, the notification. It's like, Russell Wilson to the Broncos for blah, 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 for picks and, and players. I was like, what? Like, I didn't even <laughs> hear anything about it. Because even Aaron Rodgers, that was one that I had heard about him maybe going to the Broncos, right? Right. And so, that didn't happen, of course. But then when Wilson did, I was like, wait, what the fuck? Like, oh, oh, I didn't even hear about this. Like, nobody said anything. Which I guess, you know, props to the, both teams for keeping it on the down low. Right. You know, I, I I was so, so, I was, like, shocked. I was like, I don't even know what to make of this right now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. usually by the time one of these deals happens, you, like you said, there's been news teams are trying to, you know, they're, they're both sides are trying to come to an agreement, blah, blah, blah. Um, so you start to, like, come up with, you know, thoughts and stuff before it actually happens. So that when it happens, you're like, oh, this is great because so-and-so is better here than so-and-so and, um you, I, I didn't have any of that. It was just all of a sudden, it was like, oh, by the way, Russell Wilson's a Denver Bronco. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> like, when did yeah. this happen? Um, but, uh, you know, I Seattle is going to be trash, right? They have, mm-hmm. the, there's no way they're not. They they haven't been good the past couple years. I mean, they've been, they're the team that's like bad, but like you don't necessarily they're in a, they're they're a trap game, right? Yeah. They're not a great team, but like it, it's real easy to lose to them just because they had Russell Wilson. Yeah. But well, with Russell Wilson gone, I feel like they're just fucking. Well, somebody was saying on a podcast they were saying they were like, 
they 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 deceive you because they're pretty much in the basement well, not the basement but they're like in that mid-level like lower t- tier hell that like the falcons the commanders um <clears throat> what's another team that's there the broncos even where they're not good and everybody goes oh that team's easy that's a w right but the seahawks are there too but the only reason people don't see them that way is because they have wilson right so mm-hmm. if i if the cowboys are playing they probably have had the same the, the seahawks have probably had the same record over the last couple of years as the commanders. But if I go into a game with the Cowboys and I go, oh, they're playing the Seahawks this week, I'm like, oh, that's going to be tough. They got Wilson, right? Even yeah. though the probability of us beating them are probably the same as us beating the commanders. So, like, that's, that, like you said, that's gone, right? Now it's right, really now, it's now you're back you're in the actually, trenches. Now you're, you're back to before <laughs> Wilson, right? Like, and, and I, I just don't get, like, I know it hasn't been good the last few years, right? But I just think Wilson is so good. I just don't see it, – it's like – I don't know. It's like I don't see how you could give it up. I just don't, right? Like if I was the Seahawks, even though you get, they're getting all these picks and all these first-rounders, and they got two first-rounds, two seconds, a fifth, Drew Locke, and two other players. If I see all that, I'm like – I look at the Panthers. I look in the absolute purgatory that the Panthers are in where they're still playing Teddy Bridgewater. They're still playing a fucking shitty – what's his name now? The, the mono man. And they got no future. Like what? Like are they? Like they got Cam Newton, and they, and and they're gonna uh, pick a, a quarterback in the draft now. But like, who might not even be any good? If I'm so, the Seahawks, I'm I'm glad I got have all these picks. But I'm also like okay, <laughs> just like nervously, like just sort of twiddling my thumbs and being like, okay, <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> right. So it looks like. My guess is the reason they did it is because I think this was the last year on his contract. Um, and I, there have been talks of Russell Wilson wanting out for the past couple of years. Uh, so at this point, I'm sure it was like a uh, anything we can get in return. Because if, if we don't trade him now, we get nothing when he leaves. <laughs> that's true. That is true. Yep, yep. So I think that's probably why they made the jump now as opposed to a year ago or two years ago when he... Like I said, there were rumblings that he was not happy there. Um, they were probably like, well, you just signed an extension and you're not going to not play, so we'll keep you. And then, you know, things didn't work out and they're like, well, fuck, now we got to get something for it. Right, um, right. I think pl- this is very... Oh, sorry. What were you saying? No, no. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, I think this is very much like the uh, James Harden uh, Simmons trade where right out... I know I'm just... I know I was talking about the Seahawks being afraid because they're not going to have a quarterback, but I think, you know, I think with one of those first picks, you're bound to hit something. Um, Where I think it's going to take some time to know who won, right? Like, sometimes you look at a trade like we talked about with Harden and Simmons, you go, dude, that one team got hosed, dude. Like, oh my God, like, I can't believe it, right? Right. Whereas that one, it was, like, pretty even. I feel like this one's, you know... I could see it working out for both teams, right? Yeah, or... I think ultimately the I I think ultimately just for, you know, you now have a franchise quarterback, not for very long, right? Cuz he's 34, but and it, his skill set is not quite the same as Tom Brady, you know, who's played yeah. until he was in his 40s. Um, but even still, like you have a, a franchise quarterback for you know, a few years now. So I think ultimately, like, I think the Broncos probably made out better. But given the circumstances, like I said, if you're the Seahawks, you're like, well, we can keep him one more year. But he's just, I, I think what happened, right, is the Seahawks weighed their options. Like, we can keep him one more year and and then get nothing in return. 
do we think we can win anything this year? And then looked around the room and they're like, nah. <laughs> like, there's the chance for one more championship is not there. So we just need right. to get what we can out of it. So right, right. I think I think the Broncos made out better, but I don't think it was like a bad deal for the Seahawks. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I think um, somebody, I think it was a tweet where people were saying, Oh, this is like Peyton Manning 2.0, right? Right. But somebody that the tree was saying is like, well, not exactly, because Peyton Manning signed as a free agent, right? They just went, hello, here's our presentation. Here's what you would have. Come sign with us. And he did. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, they had to give up a lot, right? Right. So Peyton Manning signed, I think, in 20, I want to say 2013 or 2012. 2012, I think. But, you know, they got players and they got better and they got like you know good young players, and they didn't win until 2015. Whereas for this, the Broncos have to win now, because then it's gonna get hairy in like two or three years when you don't have any really great players, and you're just stuck with Wilson, and it's Seattle 2.0. You know? Right. Yeah, it could be. I. I, I mean. Hmm. Uh yeah, I guess uh, I'm looking at. I was looking at the age now, and. Uh, Peyton Manning was 36 when he went into Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, did he was he hurt before? He was hurt the year before that, right? Yeah, yeah. I think or I think he had just been cleared to play, and at that point, he either he, I can't remember the storyline is a little murky in my mind in my memory, but I know they drafted Andrew Luck in 2012, so they were pretty much like we're gonna let you go like when we draft this guy because it's like this right. is this is it. So I mean. I definitely remember thinking that Peyton Manning was closer to the end of his career than Russell Wilson is now. I, I like I remember feeling like Peyton Manning was trying to win something at the tail end of his career. Whereas like Russell Wilson I don't necessarily feel that way right now. Um that's not to say that it couldn't be, but I, I feel like he's got a little more left in the tank, so it's not uh, giving up the, the picks and stuff for him doesn't feel quite as devastating as it would if you know, this was three or four years from now, and they were yeah. doing it. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, hopefully, I mean, I like Russell Wilson. All right, Denver's. I don't. I, I don't mind Denver. So uh, yeah. I, hope, I hope they're good. Um, yeah. But yeah, so Seahawks are just going to be a fucking dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much longer do you think Pete Carroll stays there? Like, <laughs> got to be looking around the room right now, like. For me to leave. <laughs> now, it, now it's no excuse time, right? Now it's like they pretty much picked him over Wilson, right? Because it was like, well, we can't have these two guys together again. Something's got to change. But then yeah. now, if there's not a big move in like two or three years, it's like, okay, the seat's getting a little warmer. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's uh, that's that. Yeah. I mean, um, um, you know, Doug Peterson won a championship in 2017, and then by 2020, he was gone. So. Yep. That's true. Yeah. Uh. The only other thing was uh, Carson Wentz. You have here Carson Wentz went to the Commanders, which means the Eagles <laughs> are still going to be catching more passes uh, from Carson <laughs> Wentz. <laughs> um, that's uh, I'm fine with that. I don't have any fear of him coming to our division. Yes, exactly. Now I'm like, it's not like like if Wilson were to come to the Commanders, I'd be like, fuck. <laughs> not going to pay him twice a year. Oh yeah, my no. God. But now he's like, welcome back, bitch. <laughs> yeah, we fucking we were rolling over you in Philly, so we'll definitely roll over you in fucking Washington. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's that. 
And then uh, the only other thing that's not on here is Khalil Mack went to the Chargers, which is huge. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. Win now move. They're like, fuck it, bro. We're going for it. Like, we, yeah. we're close. Because um, they're going to oh. have, what? Uh, which Bosa do they? Jo- uh, Joey? Joey. Yeah. They're going to have Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack. That's, that's kind of aggressive. <laughs> yes. And what is interesting to me is it's going to be, like, uh, pretty funny to see which um, which teams try to replicate the Rams win now, burn everything, and crash spectacularly. Right. Because somebody else is going to look at that and be like, well, you know, they just got a bunch of picks, and they got a bunch of players, and they got a championship out of it. And I, I absolutely believe if the Rams go into the dumpster over the next three or four years, or, like, in three or four years, it's just like they got nothing. Like, everybody's retired, old, gone, no picks. I think they will 100 absolutely percent take the championship for it, right? Oh, like, that's... It will have been worth it. That, so many times people are like, yeah, well, you gate Like, it's a common thing with LeBron, right? Where it's like, oh, you got rid of everything. And then he when he left, you were left with nothing. And I was like, no, you were left with a championship that you otherwise would not have had. Like, that's the whole point of doing this, right? Like, that's, that's the whole point of being a team and going through a season is to win a championship. There are teams that have still never won, never won championships. Like, absolutely. If you... If you burn it all down and do manage to get one championship out of it, success. Fucking mission accomplished, right? Like that's mm-hmm. because if you didn't do that, you could have been great. You could have been a top five team in the league for the next five years and still never won one. You know what I mean? Like like the longevity does not always equal championships. You know what I mean? Exactly. There's a lot exactly. of teams that are like pretty good for a really long time and never win. Um, so yeah, I think anytime you win one, it's like, it instantly validates everything, right? Oh, like, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this People are like, oh, they gave, the Lakers gave away so much for Anthony Davis. It's like, yeah, they won one. Like, that's, that's enough. Like, yeah. <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> you were not any closer to winning one before that trade, so. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, the Rams are doing it. I, it, it's, it's the right move, in my opinion, for the Chargers to do it now. Like, I, I, that's definitely the right call, in my opinion. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting to see, for sure. Because um, the thing is, too, is it was such a crazy thing when Khalil Mack went from uh, Oakland to Chicago. Chicago, right? yeah. And then, like, I just didn't hear anything about it. And I it might have just been because the team was bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was really good. They were 12-4 and four in 2017. And that was the year, that was the double doink year. No, 2018 was the double doink year. Remember when he, like, the guy fucking hit the thing and oh, he was yeah, yeah. four. And he was really good that year. Because I think he, he was, like, top five in defensive player of the year. But then you're right, after that, because the team was shitty after that, because they just, it was kind of like one of those, like, you know, that the it was kind of like the, the Malcolm Butler interception in the Super Bowl against the Seahawks, where the Seahawks just, like, were never the same after that. And the, the the team just started to like crumble away from there. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's like that. Like after that, the Bears were just after the double doing. The Bears were never the same. And so even though Khalil might have been okay, like the rest of the team was just like broken. Like even Mitch right. Trubisky, his spirit was broken. Fucking <laughs> uh, what's his name? The the coach Nagy just like was his, he was just like neutered or from then on. Um, yeah. So I think you're right. I think it's it's I think after that year, I totally agree. Where I go, oh yeah, Khalil Max on that team, huh? Huh? I forgot about that. Yeah, so hopefully, um, you know, hopefully he becomes a 
you know, staple again. We start yeah. hearing his name all the time. He's sacking everybody and, um, you know, not getting double and triple teamed every time because there's Joey Bosa to deal with, too. Yeah, yeah, kind of like, um, what's his name, Von Miller, you know? Yeah. He, he sort of got that spark when he got back with the with the Rams. Um because I think people forget how good Khalil Mack was. I and mean, I think Aaron Donald, I think it was him and Aaron Donald were like, which one was the best defensive tackle of this generation? Because I think in 2014, Khalil Mack was all pro, first team all pro, twice. He was all pro as a defensive end, and he was all pro as an outside linebacker. That's how good oh, he was. shit. <laughs> he was the best player at that position for two positions. That, that's pretty legit. I didn't realize that. Um but yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. Uh, Chargers fans, I'm sure, are ecstatic. Oh yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, go ahead and give you the ending now. We'll talk about Batman for a second afterwards. But first, yeah. uh, if you want to catch me, you can catch me at Team Moneybags on Instagram and Twitter, and I'm at Evercaster92 on Instagram. You can catch the podcast directly at Diff Animals Pod on Instagram and Twitter, or email us differentanimalspodcast at gmail As always, stay safe, stay entertained, and we will catch you guys next week. Later. Peace. Yeah. All right. What on? All right. So, the Batman, right? This is the this is the spoiler version of the Batman. Yeah. Alright, so earlier, I'm just going to pick up where I left off. So earlier, the scenes where I was talking about that felt like they drug on a little long for me. Mm-hmm. When he's when he's wading through the water, like with the flare, um, you know what I mean? Like just trying to like lead people to safety. Mm-hmm. I feel like he like, there's a whole like, he, he like gets out of the water, he like finds the flare, he lights it, he gets back in the water, he like wades over to the people, he helps each individual person out, and then he like leads them across the water. And I'm like, this doesn't, like, we didn't need to do all this. And then, um, I, I, for whatever reason, really did not like the motorcycle scene at the end. That shit felt awful to me. Um, the one with them going the opposite directions. Yeah. I just, it it felt forced to me. Like I was like, I, I don't know. Like the whole, like, it's like, you could come with me. It's like, I have to be here. It's, I, I don't know. Like none of this was in the movie. I feel, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. The best example I have is that in Far Cry 3, like, the whole game, you're trying to save all your friends from the people on this island, and, like, there's two endings, and, like, one of them is, like, yes, save all my friends from the island, and then the second one is, like, sacrifice them all so I can be, like, king on this island, and it's, like, that was never even in question here, like, where did that come from, and she's, like, we could just go leave together, and I'm, like, what? That was never, like, like, that was never talked about, never hinted at. Like, I don't know where you came up with that idea. Um, and it's just, like, this weird conflict. And then you have them parting ways. And I'm like, none of this means anything to me. This all <laughs> felt so forced. Um, but uh, that was, like, one of my only complaints was that mm-hmm. scene. I just really felt like it didn't, uh, it felt flat for me. Mm. Um, and that contributed, again, to me feeling like the ending just kind of, like, dragging on. Because I'm like, all right, like, I get it. We got this extra thing we have to do here. Um, but, uh, yeah, what, uh, any, anything you want to talk about spoiler-wise? Like, uh, any thoughts? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, uh, shit, I was going to say something. I liked the finale's, like, scale. 
I thought it was like appropriately scaled, like the guys on top of like the Madison Square Garden yeah. sign. I thought that was really good. I thought the water the stuff looked great. Um, mm-hmm. It was actually way bigger than I thought it was going to be, like in terms of a scale. Just because we had talked about the budget, which I think might have been on the lower end from what yeah. I read this week. Because like when those things went off and the water started rushing in, I was like, oh shit. Like that's like big time. Yeah. That's like Marvel level, you know? That's like, I don't know. But I really like that. Um, I didn't like... I didn't like the Joker scene. Um, yeah. I had heard that Barry Keegan, that they were testing two versions of the movie. Or they were screening two versions, one with that scene and one without it. And I guess, you know, they ultimately went with the one with it. And I don't know. I just, I I guess just because we've been inundated with versions of that character for so long. Right. That when it finally came in and he started talking, he's like, eh, you know, we had some friends. And he started laughing. I was like, oh, right. I guess just. Oh, we're doing this again. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's so many Batman villains. Like, why do we, I, I understand Joker is the most iconic because he's the most apparently a foil to Batman. Yeah. But, like, ultimately, like, come on. Like, at some point, we just got to take a break. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I, I'm, I've, yes, I know. The Joker. Like, I've seen him. I understand his, his shtick. Yeah. Um, I think, so, yeah, they, I, I agreed with you there. Yeah, I think they wanted, like, a reaction, kind of like, you know, at the end of Batman Begins, where, where Gordon goes, you know, this guy, he takes for the theatrics, just like you, yeah. you know, armed robbery, and he gives me, like, he leaves a calling card, and then it's the Joker card, and he goes, I'll look into it, and you go, oh, shit, oh, my God. Yeah. I think they wanted that, but, like, that, I didn't feel that, like, at all. Right, because, again, we've seen so many Jokers, and they've all been obviously step-downs from, you know... The best Joker we've seen on screen, right? Um, so it's just uh, that that didn't feel, that felt kind of forced too, right? You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like they want us to be excited for the next one. Um, yeah. One thing I did see that <clears throat> I, I saw mentioned, um, and I, I I didn't put it together at all until after the fact. Um, but a lot of people were saying they think uh, you know Bane is going to show up soon because mm-hmm. the um, what I thought was adrenaline originally, uh, when he, you know, shoots himself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone pointed out that it's like, and I actually noticed this when it happened, but I didn't put two and two together in the moment. It's like visibly green. Like it is, it is straight up green. Like that liquid. Mm-hmm. And I like, I remember being like, that's weird. But like, I, I also don't know exactly what adrenaline looks like. You know what I mean? But yeah, you know, green it is the color of venom which is the, you know what tubes, Bane yeah. is yeah so it's mm-hmm. like and that i was like oh that'd be a cool little like hint you know what i mean that's yeah. how you do a hint without it actually like you know interfering get, with the story right. at all get <laughs> me my bane juice <laughs> right this right. venom i've been working on stabs himself like yeah it just i did like that happened. they didn't explain it right like they he just goes he gets it out. He stabs himself in the leg, and he goes, "Ah, oh, right." Like he gets, and you either go, like you said, you go, "Oh, that's adrenaline," or that's like some sort of like, um, like a methamphetamine or something. <laughs> and then, um, but like you, like if you're a fan, or like you, like you said, like whoever noticed, you look at that and you go, "Oh shit, that was you know the bane chemical, the venom, right?" So right. <clears throat> it's like a little bit, you know, it doesn't have to be explained twice, right? Like if you right. get it, you get it, and if you don't, you go, "Oh, that's just adrenaline." Right. Um, I do... I agree with you on that, like, it... 
the the like it's weird to call them like dueling plot lines because they're ultimately connected but mm-hmm. like it, it doesn't it does fail some of that i think it doesn't handle those quite perfectly because like i remember it like at one point it just like again i didn't like think this right like but it's just you subconsciously like kind of pick up on it and it's just like sometimes you're like wait what is happening now like like we're going after like oh we're trying to figure out the who was responsible for bruce wayne's dad being killed and it's like wait that's not what we're you know what i mean like there's a whole section where they're going after like carmine falcone or whatever yeah it's like but wait a minute this isn't the answer to the (laughs) question right or they're talking to the penguin and they're interrogating the penguin and he's like, but you did this and you did that. And which means that you were like this. And I'm like, wait, hold on. Okay. Okay. And then even Maroney, who was um, Eric Roberts in the second one, he's like a big character and we never even see the guy. Right? They're like, we put him away, the Maroney bust. And it's like, and he did this and he like got the guy killed. And I was like, I would, I, w- I was kind of assuming that they were going to show him like in prison, but we like never right. met him. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I we never met him at all, and it was just like, what is happening? Like, and and it actually, like, I remember being kind of confused as to like trying to remember who was who because, like, he's never seen. He's just yeah, always like yeah. offhandedly. He's like the boogeyman in this movie. Like, he's just this mm-hmm. guy that like did bad shit, and we don't like. Yeah, we don't ever really get concrete evidence on what the bad shit he is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I like well. The only way that I kept the name straight is that I, they would say the names, and I would remember their versions from the old movie. Right. So they'd be like Carmine Falcone, and I was like, that was Tom Wilkins in the first one. Okay, I can see. They'd <laughs> be like Emmeroni and his crew, and I'd be like, okay, that was Eric Roberts in the Dark Knight. Okay, I got it. <laughs> yeah. So like, I did not remember those names well enough because I had, I just haven't watched it enough. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I was like, the whole, uh, there were multiple times. I was like, Wait, oh, fuck, which guy's which? Like. Like, well, I'm trying to fucking remember who's who and, like, who's the big bad. Like, that's the other thing, too, is that, like, Maroney's, like, the, 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 like, the, the, the boogeyman, right? Like, Maroney's mm-hmm. the, the boogeyman. But, like, also the big bad they're going after is Carmine Falcone. But also there's, like, a different big bad of the penguin. And the penguin's not the big bad in this movie in any way, shape, or form. Other right, than the fact that of... you know he's the penguin. So yeah. he has to be. So it's, like... I'm juggling all of this shit with names and trying to figure out who is like the most, who is the most important. Yeah. While simultaneously. Yeah. It's trying to be like, Oh, what's the Riddler Riddler got going on? You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, it it definitely fails that to a certain degree, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think the things it does well, it vastly outshine it. Um, like you said, the whole bridge scene, mm, chef's kiss, the fucking jump through the fucking fire. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. which was apparently practical and not CGI. Oh god, yeah. I wish I. This is another situation where like I would. I wish I could erase the movie from my brain from the trailers before I watched it because seeing that sequence like fresh because you know I it's it's in the trailers a bunch like when he jumps out and he hits the car and he like flips and he's walking towards the car and it's like upside down. Mm-hmm. That would have been just nuts to watch and and like for the first so- time. It's weird, like, I only partially remembered it. So I didn't remember any of the shit happening. I remember the sideways camera, like, him walking towards it. I did remember that. But, like, I did not remember any of the rest of the scene. So it was it was great. <laughs> like, it was super hyped to watch in a theater, for sure. Um, 
Also, like I, I don't. I had this distinct thought when I was watching it. There, a lesser movie or a lesser scene would have had him come through the fire, right? Mm-hmm. And then there'd be a moment of like, just chase happening again, right? Where he's like, he's like tailing him, but like it goes straight from like. The penguin's like, I fucking lost him, right? To him being there, to, like, crash. Like, there's no, like... Batman's just like, I'm fucking getting him. You know what I mean? Like, there's no... Like I said, I just feel like a lesser scene would have, like... the Like, Batman would have showed up, and you'd have had, like, five minutes of, like, Penguin freaking out, right? Like, like, fuck, how do I lose him? Like, I can't... But, like, they didn't even do that. They are like, nah. Like, he's going straight for it. And so, like, it made the reveal, like, more impressive, right? Like, he not only is he back, he instantly is, like, has taken down this criminal. Yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> so that was really good. Uh, that that scene was great. Yeah, um, yep, yep. Him, him wa- going into the club as Batman, that scene's great. Um, when he, uh, that's near the beginning, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. He's just fucking everybody up in there. Yeah, when he's beating all of them up. And then yeah. uh, Penguin's like, whoa, hey, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, that's great. Uh, one scene that I do feel like kind of dragged on a little bit is the the whole uh, Catwoman uh, in, like, going through the lounge, like, identifying the people and, like, mm-hmm. pointing them out. Like, I feel like we, like, we get the cop with the broken nose. We get the guy who ends up giving the information, but I feel like there's a couple people he, she eyes, like, along the way that, like, ultimately don't matter or you don't gain mm-hmm. any new information from. Um, so that I feel like probably could have been trimmed up a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought it was uh, uh, great. I don't really have a whole lot more to add. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, I think I'm, I'm on the same page. Um, hmm. Andy, more Andy Circus would have been great. Cause yeah, yeah. Cause I was, was hoping, I liked him. Yeah. so like there have been a couple, maybe might be one, but I think there's a couple versions, um, Alfred is, like, retired military. Um, there's been a couple of versions where, like, Alfred's not just, like, a butler. He's, like, actually a fucking, like, you know what I mean? Like, he's not Batman, but he's, like, like I said, he's not just a butler. Like, if you broke into the fucking house, like, you're going to have to deal with Alfred, too. Um, and I, I thought like we that... were getting... <clears throat> oh, oh, go ahead. Oh, like, like, you mean, like, um, like physically? Physical-wise? Yes, fight? like, both oh, okay. physically and, like... Because in this, he, he's mentally there, right? Like, he, he's yeah. helping Batman figure stuff out. But, like, there's versions of him where, like, physically he's, you know, uh, imposing to a certain degree. I'm not saying, like, he's out here whipping people's asses and taking down five people at once. But, like, he is, he, he was, like, special forces in the Navy or whatever. He's, like, trained. You know what I mean? He, he can handle himself a little bit. Um, and so, like, it's not quite the same. But, like, when the bomb was there, I was, or... You know, when that whole scene happens with him, I was I was hoping for a little more out of him, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to just being like, ah, and he throws it and it just explodes. Um, yeah. I was just hoping for something more. I don't know what I was hoping for, but it was just like, I, I was just... Um, also, I mean, they made that the... Uh, they made the deliberate decision to not just cast, uh, you know, someone Michael Caine-esque. You know what I mean? They didn't just right, cast right. some, like old old guy to be a butler you know what i mean like yeah they I had to like, do the um, any circus for a reason i feel like um there it, it, alfred's arc is the same as the aunt may's where like 
you know, for the, the, the Bale ones, he was like Alfred and he's, or Christian, uh, Michael Caine, like super old. Yeah. And then for the Affleck one, it was Jeremy Irons, who's old, but he like was a little bit more spry. And then for this one, they got like Andy Serkis. And the next, uh, you know, it's just going to keep getting younger and younger, like with the Ant Maze. <clears throat> so I, did, I never saw the Ben Affleck uh, Batman. So I'm trying yeah. to see. Jer- you said Jeremy Irons? Yeah, yeah. And, and when you were saying he was like, he's a little bit more than just a butler. In that one, he's like the tech guy. He's like the guy who's like there with them. Like, you know, he's like with the goggles on, be like, sir. I fixed your belt. Like, he's doing a little soldering or whatever the fuck. And be like, these pellets are going to, you know. Well, because it's a Snyder movie, so like these pellets are gonna kill three people instantaneously. <laughs> and Batman's like, "Yeah, let's do it." <laughs> it's amazing. I want four. I want to kill four people. I'm Batman, bitch. I kill people. Because once you cross that line, you can't stop crossing you can't that stop line. <laughs> he's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm bloodthirsty now, Alfred. And he's like, "Okay, sir." You want genocide weapons? And he's like, "Fuck yeah." But uh, but yeah, ultimately, like I said, uh, four out of five. I yep, mean, I. Yep. I think it just does way more well. Also, like it is just aesthetically pleasing. Yes. Um, though you know what scene I feel like I would have liked to see without the trailer was the scene in the the black the pitch black hallway with the gun. Oh, fire. with the guns, yes. Where like he, yeah, he, he's like I mean it's pitch black so you can't see him until you see like his silhouette amongst the fucking muzzle flashes like doing shit. Um, and, and I don't think, yeah, that just look. It, it looks so cool, and I would have loved to have just erased everything from my mind before because I remember back in twenty twenty, I want to say like August twenty twenty, they put out that teaser teaser, the one where he is like, <clears throat> he's like, who are you supposed to be? And he tries to punch him, and he like breaks his arm and like punch. You know which one I'm talking yeah, about? I think and so. like that, dude. When that when I first saw that trailer, I was like, holy shit! So like, <clears throat> like I said with Spider Man, you know, a couple of weeks ago, where I was like. I wish I could, like, erase everything. And just, like, everything, everything, everything. And, like, sit down and be like, what movie are we watching? And it's like, ever, a new Batman movie. I was like, a new what? Oh, <laughs> right. my God. Right. And then yeah. it starts out with that way, and I'm like, oh, oh, shit. Oh, shit. And, like, everything's new. That car chase is new. The muzzles are new. Like, the Catwoman's new. I'm like, I would just be like, oh, my God. Like, this is amazing. This is incredible. Also, I know it's a super minor gripe. I... <laughs> Her stupid fucking mask like drove me insane. <laughs> like, oh, wait. oh, the one with the with the the, the it's like the, half the a ski mask. mask like, <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? You're telling me you got like a mm-hmm. full suit, but you, that's the best you could do for the mask. I thought they were gonna, yeah. I thought that was kind of like the 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 like the homecoming Spider-Man suit. I thought that by the end they would give her like, you know, like a yeah. Type the first time thing. I saw it, I was like, okay, but then it just kept being that, and I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> Yeah, I thought they were gonna give her like a, um, you know, like Michelle Pfeiffer's or something. Yeah, but yeah, but then I'm glad after that they just like don't they didn't they didn't ask her to wear one and she was just like just her yeah just herself. Yeah. So um, ultimately though, yeah, it was great. I, also, like this isn't like every time I saw I, I do not know the actor's name, but Carmine Falcone. Do you, oh, John Turturro. All right, every time every time I see him in anything. Mm-hmm. For a split second in my head, I'm just like, you can't fuck with the Jesus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I saw him, that was instantly. I thought I was like, you can't fuck with it. And then him, like wide stance, like cradling the ball between the tower. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's that's like pops in my head every time I see him. But, One, uh, I thought people were gonna recognize him, but they really didn't say anything. One guy that 
I thought was pretty funny that people recognized that got a couple of chuckles or a couple of snickers just from just from like him popping up on screen was the DA, the guy who gets blown up with a bomb. That actor is um, Peter Skarsgård, and he's in a couple of stuff. He's like in Jarhead, and he's in um, he's like he always plays a creepy guy. He's the main villain in the Green Lantern. But anytime he shows up in a movie, he's like the creepy guy. And so when he showed up, like, oh, like yeah, a, yeah. Like I giggled, and then a couple of other people like snickered around the audience. I was like, yes, like these are my people. Like they fucking recognize that that's Peter Skarsgård, and he's fucking creepy. <laughs> I'm trying to think because he looks familiar, but I'm trying to figure out what I would know him from. Yeah, and it's um, funny because he so he's married to Maggie Gyllenhaal. So I was telling Sydney as we were walking out, I was like, it's funny that in this he gets blown up, and then in The Dark Knight she gets blown up. Yeah. Let's see. See, I don't, I don't recognize him from any of this. So I'm not really sure. I, I maybe I just recognize him from little bits of multiple things because, like, I don't, I don't feel like I recognize him from any of these movies, but I've definitely seen his face before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. There's uh, Peter Scarsgard. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, he's so fucking weird in this movie. Uh, I guess he's weird in every movie, but like, it, like his whole demeanor is just such a weird. Like he, I, I don't know how to explain it. <clears throat> I you, see, it kind of... you see him in a video game, you know bad shit's about to happen, right? Like, like, yep, yeah. His character says, "I'm like, hey, like, like you're like the easily blackmailed, like clearly problem guy." <laughs> he's like, "I'm just doing, I'm just doing these eye drops, aka cocaine, in this universe." Right. Exactly. But it's I'm not I'm not like abusing them I'm not like a drug addict I'm just I just you know I, I yeah. things are tough and I gotta do this yeah. it's like okay guy yeah. yeah you're gonna be the first one that goes <laughs> right yeah 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 so um, but yeah I, I give it eight eight and a half out of ten I think it's it's yeah really Same. good and I'm excited for a sequel uh, Patents would be great man they got to do something about the haircut though the Bruce Wayne haircut's got to go I don't know what the fuck they got to do but they got to do something with that oh um, yeah yeah. Especially because he'll be older by then, and he, like I think this one, because of excuse me, where the ending goes, I think he'll be a little bit. It'll be the same tone, but I think a little bit more cheery, or he knows his purpose more by the end. So I right. do think the haircut will change. Um. Oh, other small note. Uh, I remember. I. It was such a weird choice to me to have him in regular clothes when he's tailing people. Like, mm-hmm. did you notice that at all? Like the like. He's just got like a ball cap, a little like mask over his face, and like yeah, you know, like a, just a regular jacket, like in some baggy yeah. jeans. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's weird. Like you have a whole outfit that's meant to blend in with the shadows. <laughs> like you'd think that would be what you're wearing while you're trying to tell somebody, but yeah, um, <clears throat> it's just a weird detail. I was like, I wonder. I don't know the comics well enough to know if that's a thing that's ever been in there. It just felt like an odd choice to me. Um, but yeah, that's it. Uh, that's the episode for this week. Um, uh, gave you the intro or the egg, the outro, everything before. So, uh, yeah, as usual, just uh, stay safe, stay tuned, and catch you guys next week. Later, guys. See you.